Happy Thanksgiving. I know it's Thanksgiving week, but I just want to say it already, okay? Because we finally made it. It's finally upon us. I know, man, it's probably not what we imagined it was going to be like or what it's going to be like. Um, but yet, there's still a ton that we all can be grateful for. And there'll probably still be more food than we need or know what to do with. And we'll probably all, you know, gain some weight for the winter, right? This is like, dang, boy, you done gave up working out. And I'm like, nah, girl. You know, I'm just trying to keep you warm in the winter. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to put that weight on. Nah. But usually, though, we have a lot of people over and everyone gets their fill. And in fact, people usually could take plates home. And the next day, we all still have leftovers, right? Today's message is called Leftovers. Just like Thanksgiving, God has given a plate for each one of us um, that leaves us stuffed. A plate uh, for the road. And still, we have leftovers that sometimes we're not even sure we know what to do with. Well, today, I'm going to show you what to do with your leftovers instead of nothing at all. But let me pray. We'll jump into the Word. Father, I just thank you uh, for my brothers and sisters. Father, we thank you for how good that you've been to us, Lord. I pray that Thanksgiving isn't the only time that we reflect on the blessings and the hand that you have over our life, um, but that it is a way of life. That we are grateful, that we show gratitude, that we show appreciation uh, for the ups, for the downs, for your faithfulness, and that we're always full with thankfulness. And so, Father, uh, we just surrender our hearts to you. Uh, we just ask um, that you would, you know, put the Holy Spirit with the clean tips in our ears and so we could hear it clearly, uh, so we could gauge to what it is that you want us to do for what you want for each one of us, and so we could see it um, come in our life. So, Father, we just love you and just thank you and just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Leftovers. Today we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Uh, we're going to be reading verses 6 through 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 6 through 15. And I'm going to be reading the NLT version. I'm back to the NLT. Um, but let's dive right in. It says, Remember this, a farmer who plants... Only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when you take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will be joyfully expressed their thanks to God. As a result, your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all the believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift too wonderful for words. Mm. It's too wonderful for words what he does in our life, right? 
So let's start with this. Generosity creates generosity. Now you're probably like, hold up, what were you saying? Generosity creates generosity. I know it's kind of hard to wrap our minds around that. Hey, if I'm giving what I have, I'm actually going to receive more in return. Um, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. That giving things away actually increases what we have. Verse 6 says this. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. It says take this to heart. Remember this, right? You reap what you sow. It's that simple. You reap what you sow. What you put in is what you're going to get out of this. If Sunday is the only time that you read, that you worship, that you pray, that you spend time with Jesus, then how much faith are you going to have for the rest of the week? Let's be honest. How much faith are you going to have? Probably just enough for that one day if you're just doing it for one day. That's not enough, church. That's not enough for me. I don't know about you, but I got random numbers calling me all the time. That's how many problems I got all the time. I need Jesus every day of the week. So I need faith for every day of the week. And the only way that I'm going to get that is by making sure that I'm not a part-time Christian who's expecting full-time benefits. Because it don't work that way, okay? If all I spend is one day, then I'm going to have enough faith for one day. Got to be in this every day. It's just like a job when you think about it, right? You can't just work one time and think you're going to get all the benefits from a full-time gig. Let's not, let's, come on now. Let's keep it real. Yes, God loves you. Yes, He is there for you. Yes, He's always available. He's willing to step in. He's willing to help. But He's not your sugar daddy. Okay? He's not your sugar daddy. He's not there to be your genie and to serve you. Okay? We here to serve Him. And He's a real Father. And there are some expectations and some repercussions around here. Okay? And He knows what we do. He knows our intentions. He knows our hearts. He knows everything that's going on. So we can't fool them. We can't hide these things. Check out what verse 7 says. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Okay, so giving. Okay, I know a lot of times people think of giving. They think of tithing. I'm talking about just giving in general. Okay, I'm not even talking about tithing right now. I'm talking about just giving. Period. It's not optional. We should all be giving something of ourselves, of our resources. And it's up to you to decide what that is and what that looks like. And what do we read? We know that the choice is ours and how we respond and the posture in which we respond says a lot about our heart. God wants our obedience, right? But check this. What he's really after is your heart. He's after our heart. When our heart ain't right and it's not lined up with his Man, it shows in our life by the way uh, we do things and how we do it. That's how you end up being reluctant in things that you're doing. And that's how you end up caving in because you're feeling pressured into doing something instead of doing it with from the goodness of your heart, from the goodness of God, uh, showing you that you should be appreciative, right? God wants you to share in the blessing of being a part of something greater than yourself. But it's going to take looking past yourself to get there. But check out what happens when you're able to do this. The next verse says this. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Has scripture say they share, they, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. So don't miss the key word. It said then. 
Okay, so first you got to do something to see something happen, right? We have to get past our insecurities. And I know a lot of us have fear like, man, if, what if I give away this? Then, you know, I'm not going to have what I need. Um, it's going to make us hesitant sometimes. It's going to make us reluctant, right? But God knows your situation. And he knows it better than we do a lot of times. And what did we read just now? That you will always have everything you need. Not just part of the time, not just sometimes, not just occasionally. He said everything you need. Okay, we're not talking about wants. We're talking about needs. The needs. So even in a pandemic, even when you lose your job, even when you you miss work because you got sick, even when you gave your last, and you're not sure how you're gonna make it past. God's saying, when you give freely, so do I. Generosity creates more generosity in our life. Not only are our needs going to be met, but we're going to have plenty. In fact, we're going to have leftovers, right? Can I get an amen? Can I get a hallelujah? Because God is faithful. He does what he says. Church, I don't know about you, but I kind of like leftovers, okay? But check this out. Just because God, because generosity creates generosity, there's something that we need to get clear. We need to understand Okay, and it's this. God's blessings have purpose. His blessings have purpose. It ain't all about you. I know we, we like to live in a culture as me, myself, and I, but it ain't. It ain't about you. Remember what he says. You're going to have plenty. You're going to have leftovers, but don't miss the last part of what his purpose was. What did it say? It was to share with others. Verse 10 says, For God is the one who provides the seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then, check this out, and then, there's that word again, produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So there it is, right? Is that word. So God is our provider and he gives us the resources to meet our needs. But in doing so, organically, okay, organically, we should overflow with gratitude that creates an attitude of generosity, if we aren't thankful for what we have, then it's hard to share leftovers of what we've been given. Okay, let me say that again. If we aren't thankful for what we have, then it's going to be hard to share leftovers of what we've been given. Our focus will be off. We'll be looking towards our wants, forgetting that he's been meeting our needs. Remember, this is supposed to make us not just a little thankful, not just a little generous, but what was it supposed to do? produce a great harvest a great harvest so we should have great gratitude for the things God is doing we should be generous with the things that we have and let's be real that's not always the case a lot of times we, we need to hold we're trying to hold on to everything we're scared to lose it we're scared of letting it go but what we talked about generosity creates more generosity right we have to let go of things to see an increase in our life but in doing so, man, so much goodness comes from it. Verse 11 says, yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when you take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. Mm, I like that. So we are blessed to be a blessing. It's that simple. He blesses us. Not only is it going to meet our needs, but we're supposed to do some things, right? Right? We're supposed to be extensions of his love, of his hands. We're supposed to be extensions of his light in this world. So people can have their needs met. That's humbling when you think about it. The fact that God wants to use you to help meet somebody else's needs. Mm. Or think about it this way. Who is waiting on the other side of your generosity? 
His blessings have a purpose, right? It's not just for you. Yes, he loves you. Yes, he wants to help you out. But it's past you. You got to see past yourself. Amen? Verse 12 says, So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. People's needs will be met, and they will have a testimony that will be sharing, that will be displaying the joy that they receive from God and His faithfulness. Here's the thing about testimonies. That's something that nobody can ever take from you because it's authentic. It's your story. It's God's story that He's written for you, right? He's handwritten it. He's the author. That's powerful stuff. Do you know that people can actually be led to salvation because of your testimony? Because of you sharing that? That people can be led into a relationship with Jesus and, and introduced to Jesus because of it? Man, it can be hope needed in a time of discouragement. It can be comfort in a time of uncertainty. Man, it could be strength in a time of weakness. Man, that's the type of stuff we're talking about here that is produced from your generosity whenever the people's needs are getting met. That's powerful stuff right there. Verse 13 through 16 says, As a result of your ministry, as a result right, of us doing this, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all the believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift too. Wonderful for words. Mm. Our generosity, our obedience is proof of our faith. It's proof of our relationship with Jesus. It's proof of our transformation that is taking place inside of us. It's proof that the gospel is real, that it's alive. It's proof that, man, God is still moving. The thanksgiving that is birthed from that gift produces words Oh, man, that are hard to come by and hard to express. Leaves people speechless. So what are we doing with our leftovers? What are you doing with your leftovers? Have you even, man, acknowledged that you even had some? Have you been just throwing them away? You didn't even notice it. Have you forgotten how faithful God has been It still is? Has your heart or your focus been off? Been looking at the wrong things? As you reflect this year, as you spend time and reflecting on your life, on Jesus, remember, generosity creates more generosity. God's blessings have purpose. Like the thoughtful, compassionate, caring Father God is, you play a part that tells a story that is greater than all of us. You have a role to play. It may not always look the same as everybody else, and when we talk about giving it can look different for everybody. We're not talking about financially always giving. Sometimes it's giving people your time. Sometimes it's just being there for people. Giving can look different in a lot of different ways. But we are all called to do it. And we are all called to do it in the way that represents Jesus accordingly, right? We got to represent him the right way. We'll be talking about this for a minute. We got to do what his word says. Right? We can't say that we love Jesus, then we love God, and then do the opposite. Because what we talked about earlier, our obedience is proof of our love for God. It's proof of our faith in Him. So that when we act out in generosity, there's proof in this world. Mm. 
So this is the challenge for this week. Share your leftovers. Share your leftovers. God has given all of us something. We're supposed to take it, pass it on. So what does that look like for you? I can only speak for myself. I know I'm not financially, you know, man, the most blessed person in the world. But the little finances that we do have, man, we try to find every opportunity to serve, not only in our community, not only outside of our community, um, inside of the body of believers. We try to be as generous as we can be with everything that we have. Because we know the more we dish out, God's always going to replace it and make sure that we got what we need. And sometimes it's not a financial thing. Sometimes it's us going and being kind to somebody, being compassionate, spending some time just having a conversation with somebody. Man, give. What does giving need to look like for you? God has given us all something, and it's time that we take what he's given and start passing along and sharing these leftovers. So church, for real. I know it's real easy to, to have a meal on Thanksgiving and, and, man, become aware of the things that you have. But it's not enough that we become aware and that we're thankful. We need to be generous. We need to be generous. And so my hope and prayer is that next year you will be more generous than you've ever been and it would start here today. And that you would always be increasing in your generosity. Not worried about what's going to come from it because you know that God's going to meet your needs. And he's allowing you to be something that's bigger than yourself. Man, that's a huge blessing, church. Huge blessing. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I got for us this week. Share your leftovers. You know the things that God has been abundant in. Pass it along because there's somebody out there that needs it. There's somebody out there that needs it. They've been waiting for somebody to come out and help them. They've been praying to God. And God's like, man, I keep trying to send a person, but they're just not listening. Church, take time to listen. Take time to share. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you for the generosity of you. How you pour out, man, the goodness of your riches. And you shower us constantly, Lord. And a lot of times we don't even acknowledge the many ways that you do it. A lot of times we're so caught up in the world around us and within ourselves uh, that we forget to see even other people. And so, Father, I just pray uh, that this week, that this Thanksgiving, we would take time to reflect on that. We would take time, uh, man, just to thank you. But we would also take an inventory of the things you're giving us and see, man, whose needs can we use this to meet? Because we see that you're calling us, uh, man, to be your hands. You're calling us to give, to be generous. And that us lacking in this is disobedience, Lord. And we don't want to be disobedient children. We want to represent you right. Because we know for too long, uh, we ourselves have done you an injustice. And so, Father, help us do better. Help us have eyes for people around us. Help us take advantage of every opportunity that you put on our path. And Father, may we never forget that it's not about us. It's not about anything else, um, but that you always get the glory in these things. So Father, we just love you and we thank you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church, I love y'all. God bless y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a great week. You enjoy time with your family, that you eat a lot. But check this out. 
Share them leftovers. I love y'all. Goodbye.